Fantastic Radio UK podcast. Questions, conversations, answers. I'm what you would call an eternal optimist who truly believes that every cloud has a silver lining. If you look long enough and hard enough, I've had my share of ups and downs, failures and near misses, and in between the laughter and the tears. I have discovered the power of story and how our telling, listening and curating connect us more powerfully, purposefully and profitably to the world around us and the people in it. This is how my guest describes herself. Carol Pike, I'm glad to have you share with us what you will call bold, bald and bodacious. So when you talk of the three Bs, what are you saying? Essentially, that started out as a description of myself. I'm bald because I have no hair. I'm bold because I happily colour outside the lines and I show up on purpose. And actually, I've got a great story. I met Nelson Mandela. Um, I used to work with the Princess Trust. And when he came to introduce himself to all of us, he was shaking people's hands. But I'm a hugger. So I hugged Nelson Mandela and he hugged me back. And that's the, the level of boldness. And bodacious actually means to be remarkable and remarkable actually means to have a remark about something. And I know that if you meet me, that you will always have some kind of remark. And I'm not prescribing what that remark will be, but there will always be one. And it was more in terms of people recognising the value of who they are and showing up unapologetically on purpose. And that's where the magic happens. So life turns to to surprise from time to time. How do you deal with the challenges in life? Well, I have got quite a lot of challenges because on the 27th of February, I celebrated one year since my second stroke. And there are a number of challenges that come as a result of that. But I, because I look for the silver lining and everything, I'm choosing to embrace it, recognise it, and know that that's my starting point. And that's part of the story. It's not the whole story. In fact, one of the um, the, the, the funnies is that when I was in hospital, the stroke I had is bleed on the brain. And when the doctor said it's bleed on the brain and it's a stroke... I remembered that only 18% of all strokes are bleeds. So my response was, that makes me in the top set, in the top percentile. To which he replied, Carol, nobody thinks like that. Which probably sums me up, because I'm always going to be looking for, okay, that's the terrible thing, that's the negative thing. There has to be a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of light in the middle of all of that. So you seem to have an optimistic approach to life. Have you always been like that? Apparently, when I listen to other people's um, description of me, yes. I've always been the person that can find the silver lining in a cloud. So if you bring me a situation, I will always find some kind of hope, some kind of glimmer that says, it's not over yet. You can still keep going because there is something. You can see a little, even if it's a pinprick, of, of light like one of my funnies is when it is that someone's crying and oftentimes that we can't help someone to stop crying they have to choose to stop so my response to someone is keep crying because there are 38 toxins in each tear so you're detoxing at the same time 
and that always, always results in them laughing because that's got to be a crazy thing in the middle of their kind of despair or whatever it is that's going on for them. But it gives them a break to be able to, to, to regroup and start again. So I've heard this thing called um, Sparks. Could you tell us a little bit more about what Sparks are? Ah, well, I'm glad you asked that question. Because everything it is that we have done, or will ever do, started with some kind of catalyst, some kind of impetus, some kind of spark. But I've taken that one step further, because it's a spark that, that gets you started and also keeps you going. And spark is also an acronym for story, passion, authentic voice, resources and know-how. And I've discovered that everything in life, whether it be relationships, finances, business, has a spark. There's a story that we tell ourselves that is either propelling us forward or holding us back. That if we aren't passionate about what it is that we're doing, if we don't have a powerful why, that prevents us from moving forward. Authentic voice. We talk about authenticity. We talk about being authentic. But I'm asking the question, what does it sound like? Because when it is that you show up, before you've said anything, you're already making a sound. What is that? Resources is about identifying what it is that you actually need to do what it is that you say that you want to do. We often get stuck on the whole money side of things. And sometimes it's not a money issue. It's a systems issue. It's an attitude issue. It's a mindset. It's accountability. It's support. There are a number of other factors that are also important to help you to move forward. And then K is about know-how. Because we are in this whole knowledge economy where we say, well, we need more information. Actually, we don't need any more information. We need to act on the information that we already have. And know-how for me is about taking action. Because so many times people are busy. I'm so busy, I haven't got time for this. When I was at school, they told me any word ending in I-N-G was a doing word. So you are planning, you are thinking, you are writing, you are procrastinating. You're doing stuff. And I've discovered that doing keeps you busy. It's only action that moves you forward. And that's essentially the spark. And it's about helping people to find the spark that ignites the flame that sets their world, whatever that is, on fire. So would you say that this is all part of the personal branding package that a person should try to develop in, in order to stimulate business or in order to stimulate wealth in other areas? Yes. And I take the, the, the spark a little bit way further. I spoke about Nelson Mandela. And one of the things that um, I discovered when I met him was that people talk about people that have presence. And I actually didn't realise what that meant until it was that I was in his presence. Because he didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to do anything. He was just there and you felt his energy. And I realised that that's actually his sparkle. So it's the kind of, the, and obviously spark is the core of the word sparkle. And L is about leadership. And leadership isn't about a title, it's about who it is that you are. And leadership isn't just about, you know, having a, you know, that you're, you're in the army and there's kind of people walking behind you. It's about how are you leading in your thinking? Are you thinking the same as anybody else? Have you got a different approach to something? That whole thing that uniquely makes you you. So L is about leadership and E is about experience because the journey that we have travelled is littered with experiences and so often we 
we um, ignore those because we think, oh, that was a bad experience. Right, I'm going I'm to put that under the carpet and I'm going to try and forget that. And the reality is that nobody else has got the combination of experience and expertise, failures and mistakes, successes and triumphs. So your experience is really valuable because it can help to inform things it is that you're doing. And the fact that you've made it through that bad experience, you've got strategies and skills that you've developed as a result of that, that will help you in moving towards whatever it is that you want to do. So as a person who speaks and teaches on the subject, why do you think that some people don't pay particular attention when it comes to personal branding? Well, I think that personal branding is 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 got a bad rep in some some areas because like people often think of personal branding as being the logo. It's about the design. It's about the colours that you use. Now that's part of the picture if you're a business and that's what it is that you're doing. But I see personal branding as being the story you tell the moment you show up and all before you've uttered a single word. And that story begins with the story you tell yourself. And if we look at like a great example, like if you are sad, you can't walk into a room and be happy. You know, that sadness comes with you and that people read that when it is that they they see you. So we tell stories just by the way it is that we walk into a room. We tell stories by the way in which it is that we communicate. We tell stories by the way we dress, but it's not about the clothes we're wearing. It's about how we are wearing the clothes. Carol, thank you so much for being with us here today. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear from you, to hear your stories, to hear of how you completely inspire and motivate people today. And we look forward to having you again on Fantastic Radio. Carol, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This is an intercultural exchange and an intercontinent experience. Fantasticradio.co.uk Home of possibilities. This is an intercultural exchange and an intercontinent experience. Fantasticradio.co.uk Home of possibilities. So it used to be that by creating a personal brand, you had a bunch of business cards made up, and if you were creative, you hired a graphic designer to create a logo for you. But with the development of social media and an increasingly individualized society, what are some of the most important ways in which people can stand out in the world today? Well, I think that the starting has to be you need to know who you are. Because there's so much of life where we are trying to be like somebody else. In fact, I remember the first time I delivered a workshop, um, I what had happened was I trained with the coaching academy and I had said to them that I'm going to be doing some training with you or for you and then I followed that up with an email which is great but I had never done any training before in my life and I don't think I'd actually expected them to contact me and about six months later they contacted me and said right um, I've got this hour slot what's your workshop going to be about and please send me the powerpoint presentation Right, so I'd never done it before. And what we're always told is that we need to find somebody that's done what it is that we want to do and we need to emulate them. So that's exactly what I did. And the first workshop I delivered, I delivered as somebody else. Ah, now how did this resonate with you? 
Well, I couldn't I couldn't work out why that the, the information was out there and people responded and they got things from it, but it didn't feel right with me and I couldn't work out what it was. And then I worked out that, oh my gosh, you didn't bring you to the table. You didn't bring the elements of your personality about who it is that you are. You didn't add that to it. You just brought the facts, gave them information and thought that that was okay. But that didn't sit well with me. And then I realised that I'm I'm witty, you know, I have kind of random analogies, but the kind of stuff that really hits home for you to understand things from a different perspective, because I quite literally think outside the box. In fact, there is no box. So what was it like being part of the coaching academy? You know, sort of, you know, what were some of the key things that you learned as, as being part of this institution? Well, I think that just in terms of coaching, because coaching is a big big thing is about listening it is about the whole idea from a coaching perspective that you already have the answers so a coach isn't trying to give you the answers they're trying to help you to draw the answers from yourself and just understanding that actually there's more to you than you've currently experienced or have settled for so what's it like being a motivational speaker these days well you know it's really interesting because i actually don't really call myself a motivational speaker as such because I'm the whole issue of motivation is that I can't motivate anybody to do anything they have to motivate themselves and so it kind of often feels that that's kind of a a mis um, description Um, I think more in terms of kind of inspiration because I can inspire you but you have to motivate yourself and I think that sometimes the challenges that we have is that we're waiting for somebody else to motivate us. But actually, in order to take any actions, we have to do it because we're the only voice that we, will, that we hear all the time. So whilst it is that you've heard, you know, a great podcast, you've listened to a great speaker or preacher, and that's fantastic, and you're really excited, when you leave that space, you're left with yourself. And if you can't motivate yourself then you're stuck. And I think so many times we're stuck because we don't know how to do that. So how does a person do it? Well, first of all, you need to acknowledge where it is that you are. Because I think oftentimes what it is that we're trying to do, we're either trying to be somebody else or we're trying to get somewhere from a destination we're not. So, for instance, if I said to you, oh, um, can you do me a favour? I need to get to Birmingham. Can you um, get me directions? And you've heard that I've had a stroke, and so you're going to great detail with those directions to help me. And seeing as we're here now, you would chart the directions from here. But I'm going to leave from my house. And it doesn't matter how great your directions are, I can't follow them and get where it is I want to get to, because I'm not leaving from that place. And too many of us are trying to leave from a place that we're not. And it's that whole place of, actually, where are you right now? It's neither good or bad, it just is. So it's not like, oh, I shouldn't be here, you know, at my age, you know, I should be somewhere else. Or that person over there, oh, right, that's where it is I need to be. All of that's great, but you're actually here. And until you acknowledge that and own that, moving forward is going to be really difficult. So what's been your biggest motivation? Well, I think that I, 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 think that I can trace it back to two key things one is my mother has been dead for 24 years but she was um the most amazing kind of motivational person you know she would say things like it's important for me to be proud of you but it's more important for you to be proud of yourself 
she also said to me that if you're going to be a thief, be the queen of thieves, which I thought was a really strange thing to be saying to a 14 year old. Um, but her meaning was actually whatever it is you're going to do, strive to be the best that you can be in relation to you. It's not about being better than somebody else. It's being the best you in that situation. And then I believe in God. And so I've got my faith is real and that I know that God has saved me. You know, I'm alive because he's got things for me to do. And so when it is that the obstacles and challenges show up, because they do, it's a, you know, we're, we're living in the real world and we're real people. But my job is to find ways to navigate it because I've got things to do. And I think that the other thing about helping people in terms of being able to motivate yourself is that you need to have a vision that's bigger than this moment. Because if all it is that you can see is the challenges and the problems that you have here now, then you're never going to get out of it because you can't see anything other than this. So I could sit here and tell you about the challenges having two strokes brings with it and how terrible it is. But that seems like a waste of energy because I'm just going to be regurgitating a situation that I have no control over. But because I know that I am, or my story is so much bigger and so much brighter than that, I'm looking for the brightness. So I'm always going to be looking for the light in the darkness. And I know that not everybody's like me, but you need to find your way, what works for you. And you already know the things that actually spurred you to take some action, that made you smile as opposed to cry, that, that helped you to push through a situation when it was it looked like you wouldn't be able to. You already know those things. And it's being able to connect with that and do something about it. So who has been or, or what kind of situation has been like the, the most sort of challenging, you know, sort of professionally? Um, you know, sort of considering that you've had two strokes and so therefore there would have been huge changes in your own life and, and, and as you mentioned earlier, some of the day-to-day -day things. Um, you know, sort of professionally, how, how have you managed to navigate your way through this? Well, one of the great things is that I'm actually walking my talk. That I actually, I'm talking about the personal brand. I'm talking about owning who it is you are and showing up on unapologetically on purpose. And that's exactly what it is that I'm doing. And one of the things that was really interesting was that last year when it is that I did my um, first workshop, I was delivering my, my first workshop on marketing strategy, a workshop that I'd been doing for about 10 years. Um, and the morning of the workshop, I actually said to myself, you actually don't know whether you can do this. You actually don't know whether or not this is going to work or not. And I thought, well, actually, I don't know. And the only way that I'm going to know is if I go and do it. And so I went into a workshop thinking, OK, well, we're about to find out whether or not I still know my stuff, whether or not I can still engage with an audience and whether or not they will get something from it. But the only way for me to find that out was actually to do it. And I was unafraid to do that. And I did. And it turns out that actually it was amazing. And it's not just amazing because I did it, but it was amazing because the people that participated enjoyed it and got something from it. So you really are bold. Uh, yes, <laughs> really. <laughs> so can you give us an example of uh, being boldacious then? You know, how can uh, young people today be a little bit more boldacious? I think that it's, because I think that the, the fundamental for absolutely everything is knowing who you are. 
And I think young people, it's particularly challenging because we have social media, Instagram in particular, that's showing you, you know, the wonderful world that people are living in. Not really, but that whole thing where it's kind of showing you something that you think that's unattainable for you or that they are better than you in some way. And I would say is actually stop for a moment and identify who you are and what it is that you are looking for and then reconnect with everything. Because the moment is that we recognise that the core of you that makes you you actually doesn't change. It actually, the stuff that makes you individually you is the same. All that happens is that we have layers of life and layers of challenges and layers of mistakes on top of it. And so we then lose sight of it. And I've got a great example. I was in hospital. They had a reading group and they asked me if I wanted to join. And I thought, okay. So I went along and there was myself, a patient, a nurse and two external people. And we did a round-the-table read, and then we had a free-flow conversation. And in the free-flow conversation, all the non-patients looked at me and said, you need to be a motivational speaker. And I thought that that was particularly interesting and funny, because I was in my pyjamas, in a wheelchair, and um, I hadn't had a wash yet. (laughs) (laughs) So there was nothing that I did to get them to, to think like that. And they had never met me before. So it wasn't based on any history. It was based solely on how it was that I showed up in that moment. And the only thing that I had to show up with was me. And it wasn't even that they said that. One of the women was the president of a Rotary Club who actually booked me to speak. And I've spoken there and I've spoken in another Rotary Club as a result of that. And I've got a couple other bookings as a result of that moment in the hospital when I was sitting in a wheelchair in my pyjamas and I hadn't had a wash yet. And so what I'm saying to everybody, who you are that makes you uniquely you exists, irrespective of what storms are raging and what problems it is that you have. And it's that whole thing about helping young people to recognise the value of who they are right where they are now and that it isn't dependent on whether or not it fits in with that other person or whether you look like the other person. Because in real terms, none of us look alike. So even if you were born an identical twin, based on the experiences you both have, you change. And so therefore, our striving to try and be like somebody else, we're wasting time because we're never going to get that. But the moment it is that you own who you are, warts and all, actually everything changes because you're now not trying to fit in, you're just being you. And I think there's there's a quote that says, why are you trying to fit in when you were born to stand out? And I think that we need to be working more with young people for them to help to find their identity. That you may not be a scholar, you know, you may not get straight A's, but that doesn't make you less than the person that does. It just makes you different. And let's let's celebrate that difference and look at how it is that we can use that. Because there are going to be things that you can do that they can't do. And I think that confidence will be very, very encouraging for a lot of the children today who tend to receive very mixed messages about how to live, about what to do and about how to get through struggles in life mm. because quite often they don't have that vision, you know, sort of yeah. and, and therefore they'll find it hard to sort of navigate their way through those storms. 
because they can't kind of quite see what's happened what's mm. on the horizon yeah and I think that we're doing our, our children a disservice by not sharing with them that actually that you are fabulous just with the way you are like I firmly believe that we are all awesome we have just got different flavors and the key is for you to find your flavor or you can find you can refer to it as a rhythm what's your rhythm you know that how is it that you make music in terms of what it is that you, you do and it's not the same as anybody else but that's fine because look how many different genres of music we have and i think that we've only got seven notes so actually that we people are creating things out of seemingly nothing and actually we can do the same and uh, thinking about music, uh, what are you currently listening to at the moment? Or, you know, sort of, are there any sort of particular tracks that you would say are really part of your soundtrack? Well, one of the things that's really interesting, um, since the stroke, I have got, not, I don't have major memories pre-February 2019, so that's a little bit complicated. But um, what's funny for me in terms of music is that I'll say to you that I don't know any music apart from gospel that I hear in church. Um, but then I hear a, a song and I know the words. And it's kind of quite, you're thinking, okay, Carol, so <laughs> that's interesting. Um, but one of the, the, the gospel tune, tunes that really hit me was, I am no longer a slave to fear. Because the words of that actually quite literally say where it is that I'm at that I have no fear, no worry, no anxiety, no regret, because I don't have a frame of reference for them. But one of the things that I have discovered is that we label things, and it's the labels that give things their meaning. And so there was one day where I had answered the call for um, African or Caribbean people for a photo shoot. And I thought, oh, I haven't done that before. I'll go and do that. And I was on a bus, and it was the first time I'd been on a bus for that length of time by myself. I was going to a place that I didn't know to meet people I'd never met before to do something I'd never done. And as I was walking along the road, I thought, oh, wow, this is what the world would call fear. I could be scared right now. But for me, it was excitement because I'd never done it before. And in that moment, I realized that it was the label that changed things because it would have been the same situation. But if I labeled it as fear, then now actually there would be anxiety. There would be a whole range of different things. And so sometimes we are labeling things and it's taking on those characteristics and it's not true because danger is real, fear is not. So how can clients access your services? Right. Well, that I'm glad you asked that question. That's good. Um, yes, you can find me on social media as Carol Pike and that's C-A-R-O-L-E-P-Y-K-E -E, or through my website, which is wordsthatdeliver.com. Excellent, excellent title for a website as well, Words That Deliver. Again, thank you so much, Carol, for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure to hear your story and we look forward to hearing more again in the future. Thank you. This is an intercultural exchange and an intercontinent experience. Fantasticradio.co.uk Home of possibilities. This is an intercultural exchange and an intercontinent experience. Fantasticradio.co.uk Home of possibilities. Welcome to Fantastic Radio UK. I'm here with the founder and director of Fantastic Radio itself and I would like to introduce you to Kojo Bontiomoko. 
My name is Simone Ankle, yes. and I'm here to actually pick this genius's brain and right, find okay. out a bit more oh, how no. this all began. <laughs> um, really, what is mm. Fantastic Radio? What, is it, what does it do? What, what does it represent? What mm. do you want to deliver to your audience? Thank you for asking this question. Uh, I, I, you know, 12 years ago, I came in contact with flying from from um, Johannesburg into England, and I'm on the. You no, know, I've gone to Johannesburg, coming through Ghana into into England, and I, I met this woman who runs her shop in in South London, and we were having a conversation, and she was talking about how business was difficult and all the rest of it, and she really talked about not having people coming into her shop, so. Off the cuff, I said, "So, would you would you spend money if a radio station came to you to advertise, or you know, spend some money with them? Would you would you be?" He said, "Yeah, I'll be interested." I said, "Okay, right." So, ten years ago, fast track. Ten years ago, I myself and my yeah my, my you know yeah myself and my partner at the time um, we we ran a business and um, we launched a radio station. But what happened was same time i went through a personal challenge and i had to sort of take a back seat so we had launched the station we were doing a test transmission and we're just about to launch it on satellite and go on satellite and go dab across london and um, i had a personal challenge which i i went through so i took a back seat saw the business and about a year ago i decided look this is something i really enjoy i want to do that but I don't want to do the usual radio. I don't want to do just radio where we come in, we play music and we dance and sweat and go away. It's all lovely, it's lovely, it's amazing. I've been there, I listen and all the rest of it. But I felt that what can we do with a platform like this that would add value to people's lives? So essentially what we want to do is to be able to create a platform where we create a home of people's possibilities. I tend to think that people walk through life with dreams and hopes and they are consistently looking at triggers and ideas and things they can do to be able to manifest and realize their own possibilities. And what I want to use fantastic radio to do is to create a home Yes. of people's possibilities. So then again, the young child who is going to university who is not too sure what he's going to do or what he's going to say in university, he comes through and he listens and listens to people like Simon Ankle or Shadi Anderson or Patrick Walker or whoever. Mm -hmm. They quickly enjoy the music, but the rhetoric and the conversation and the narrative is very different. It's very much to do with giving them that step or helping them to find a step. As Carol Pike would say, find your rhythm. You know, find your rhythm yes. in, 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 in what you do. So that's what we want, we want to be able to create a platform. Wonderful. That would create a home for people's possibilities. Good. I've often also heard you describe mm -hmm. this experience or this journey as Afropolitanism mm -hmm. or cosmopolitanism. Mm -hmm. And what does those actually mean or look like? I remember the last time I said it, you said you said to me, "Those are big words." They are big words. Okay, just okay, moving on right along. Them, moving so. on right <laughs> along. Right. You know what? Fantastic radio really intends to do is to create a home for people who like to experience what I call the Afropolitan lifestyle. The Afropolitan lifestyle is a journey of the African Caribbean, the Latino, the, the Cuban, and everybody in between who likes the culture of these people whose skin has been kissed with the sun and has some kind of connectivity to it. Because as a people who came from the Ireland, the island or came from the continent, have, have this story that 
speaks of of survival of moving forward finding different ways and consistently ducking and diving and being able to not find themselves as victims mm-hmm. But as victors, and Afropolitan Afropolitanism is very much to do with a cosmopolitan lifestyle, which is translated through the African experience. This is just not speaking of modern day like living. Right, you're talking about also mm. generational stories, interesting and, and narrative that has formed who we are. Today. You are correct. You are absolutely correct. So then again, we go back to 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 to, to our forefathers, our grandfathers, and our mothers and sisters, our mothers who came here and worked through the National Health Service and drove the buses, drove the trains, and some of them are not currently in in good health. Right, and um, we want to be able to extend their stories and be able to tell their stories. Bringing my grandfather in, or bringing your auntie in, who is say sixty-five or eighty-five, and she's sitting down and telling you what happened when they came in nineteen fifty-two or when they came in nineteen sixty-nine. But but not just the story of when they came and how they were not liked, but how it was like when they liked themselves. Mm. Reminiscent of the Caribbean or reminiscent of Ghana or Gambia or Senegal or in Cuba or Portugal when they came into England and how they found the place and how they enjoy the place. So it's not just limited to a particular grouping as in a particular age, but cutting across from, say, 25 to 75 as the audience where we're looking at reaching. And this is where it serves also mm. the young generation as well, giving them a sense of identity. Certainly. You know, by seeing and retracing steps you are of correct. the forefathers and, and You are parents. absolutely correct. Um, and also showing that kind of resilience mm. really mm. to I like that word I like yeah, that word mm. absolutely you know bringing that resilience to the forefront really mm. in themselves correct. so they can actually realize their own as you say possibilities and create you are correct thank you you are correct um, you also mentioned something called radio economics. What is that? Ah, radio economics. You see, I tend to fly around with a lot of English words. Mm. Radio economics is really about the the, the, the the economics of radio, because you can't do any effective radio without talking about the economics of it. Because it takes money to put it on 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 um, on, um, on, on Sky. It takes money to put it on DAB. It takes money to put it on an FM. So I, I think at the time when we're talking, it's about the programming on the station has to reflect the economics. So then we would have to be able to tell stories. We would have to be able to bring content that brings value. And from that value, mm-hmm. people find it finds it um, important to tune in. Then it creates that, um, what do you call it? It creates that economy for us to be able to sell through and be able to engage. So it's not just about just people spending money with us. Mm-hmm. But it's about creating value. And when the value is created from there, you are able to get people to participate. And from that participation, you get the advertisers or the sponsors to get involved and be able to do effective business. So that's essentially, for me, radio economy, what it is. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. without trying to plug or sell anything or impose that, but I, I, I do need to actually explain <laughs> your services. Right. You know, right. what this brand actually encompasses. Mm, so mm. I'm just going to quickly list them and it right. m- might resonate or make more sense to those people with the technical agility mm. on, on in this industry mm. itself. But mm. of course, um, fantastic radio, of course you do the music, you deliver music, you do broadcast public relations, mm. you do co-promotions. Mm. So that could be co-sponsorship or, or partnership. Partner you are correct, brands. yes, yes. Um, creative audio production, digital yes. marketing. Mm. Drive to phone, text, and web. Right, I mean, right. you might be able to explain that more. Um, fantastic mix, mixtures again, yes. bespoking packages, 
um, of your business services mm, to mm. tailor whatever some your client might come to you. You know, with. when it comes to the mixtures, it's mm. very much what we call the amplification of marketing. Because the thing is, advertising is brilliant. Advertising is amazing. I'm, I'm a great advocate of it. However, advertising has to have an agenda. It has to really solve a problem. Mm. And if it's advertising, it's not solving a problem. It's just really taking people for granted. And I find it very condescending, very disrespectful. So it's about we getting the right clients, working with the clients and making sure that, look, this is what we're looking at, sharing, sharing with our clients. Do you share the value? If you don't share the value, I understand that. But if you do, come along, let's go create magic. Good. Mm. Um, you have a few sister companies or under this um, incredible, yes, fantastic yes, brand. Yes, yes, um, Like you say, you know, you're solving, hopefully solving, right. or bringing solutions yes. to different areas. So, mm. of course, you know, they've got the music side, fantastic radio. Also, we'll have fantastic dating, mm. which will be encompass some events. Certainly, events, So, you yes. know, everyone's just going to be not everyone's just going to be sort of sat isolated within a, a studio <laughs> and delivering. You're actually going to come out and meet. In I, love, and I love, find it. I love it. I love that you brought it up. Thank you for bringing that up. Because see, as I said, it's about a lifestyle. Mm. And within the within the audience, there are different strands of needs and challenges and stages of stages at which people are operating. There are those who are married. There are those who are married. There are those who are looking at getting married. There are those who are married but looking at refreshing or rejuvenating their marriage. There are those in business those who intend to go into business. There are those who do not want to go into business. All of us cannot, or all of us would not remortgage our whatever to start a business. All of us are not going to go to the bank and take money. There are there are people who are working in corporations and they would want to listen to us. So we can't just be piping a com, you know some kind of content saying that, oh, you have to also go sell your house or go and take loans and start a business. So there are people from different walks of life. So we're looking at the dating side. We're looking at the fantastic shop. We are looking at events for young people, um, bringing parents together and creating what I call the education of a child. Wonderful. Sitting parents down, talking about photo reading, talking about speed reading how to prepare for 11 plus how do you get your way into the grammar schools how do you get into the private schools what do you do to get in there so then we are talking music right mm -hmm. but we are also tapping into the lifestyle and be being able to solve a problem mm -hmm. and adding value to that Good. so all these other products and strands and other activities that we are looking at doing is going to help in um, telling a story as carol pike will say yeah Carol mm. Pike, yes, wonderful woman. <laughs> we'll hear more about her. I'm we sure, will have to hear this, more about this her. Journey, more. Yes. Um, okay, so it's spending on what you've just said. Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, it'll be the fantastic academy, which will be internships and training and mm. education mm. side. Mm. With that, we, 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 we're creating a pipeline. Because again, you know, there are people who are looking at getting to the radio market or the radio industry, and they are looking at how best they can step into their radio landscape and be able to develop a skill and speak in public and all that. Some will come through for the training and not work on the radio. Some will come through and decide to go and work with a particular radio station. But what we want to do is to create a platform that those who will come in listen train with us i've got people who are going to come in train with us and after the training we get they get them certificated if they want to work with us fine if they don't want to work with us i get it but they will have something else to add to their bow or it's just a, a, a string, string to their bow that's correct that mm -hmm. they can move on to um to what they want to do in terms of radio television or whatever so the the fantastic radio academy will, will, will cater for that and um as i mentioned to you the other time um it's something we're going to look at in october launching leading to the launch where we can add 
that tra trained personalities to join us as we go. You read my mind. So October. <laughs> uh, no, not October. November. We have November. That's correct, yes. Um, and there's a major event yes. taking place with yes. this brand. Yes. And you've actually got to launch completely. Expose yourself out to Just the market. Just getting place, on with it. Just get making it happen. It. Just getting yeah, on with it. Make those connections. Yes. And, but of course, these conversations now is about um, just um, getting people familiar Absolutely. with who you are, what you yes. represent, yes. and what the aim and the ultimate aim is. You know, so of course, you know, it's the beginning, mm. the full launch mm. will start in mm. November 2020. Mm. And uh, there's exciting times ahead. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I mean, there's a, a heap of things that we're looking at. We're going to get into the African Caribbean old people's home and spend time with them. You so know, this will be fantastic care. Is this what you? The fantastic care. Thank you. Outreach. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. So fantastic, fantastic care. Very much taking, spending time with the African Caribbean old. You know matured citizens right mm -hmm. and um, spending time with them reminiscing of what happened in grenada what happened in jamaica what happened in ghana they mm -hmm. wearing their best clothes and coming and spending time with us some of them would want to sing some harry belafonte we want to talk about some old songs of bob marley talk about some good songs from ghana nigeria and all that bring them together let's spend some time black tie event and let's have our grandfathers our uncles mm -hmm. spend some moment is one of our major activities that we do as part of our launch then from there we would do sort of a, a gathering where we do a press release a press conference where we get people the media to come through get to know us see what we are doing then we will go in and have a party oh I'm i hope i'm invited for, oh well i'll try and get you an invitation don't try nah, just nah, make it nah, happen nah, nah, nah. <laughs> i will try and get you an, get you an invitation so we we'll do that go and Wonderful. have fun but apart from that mm. on the monday we'll get everybody lined up we'll get the broadcasting going we will start first broadcasting online then from there we'll go on satellite as um, on a Sky platform, then we go on DAB um, by 2020, 2021 ending, mm -hmm. so that the station will be live and up there, and the people will be able to access us and enjoy us. Wonderful. Mm. So you've mentioned briefly about the, f the brand's footprint. Right. So you exist on Facebook, you exist on Twitter, uh, Instagram, yes. TuneIn, yes. um, online, which yes. is www.fantasticradio.co.uk. I appreciate that. On yes. emails, yes. people meet through use that convention of communication, then yes. hello at fantasticradio.co.uk. That's correct. Have I missed anything? You've, have, you've, you've missed two things. I'll you've missed oh, two things. Job. Just two Sorry. things. The first one is people can access the station on the station's app. So they go to, they go to iTunes and they can download the app Fantastic Radio UK or they go to Google Play and they can download our app and they can listen to us. And what you have not forgotten is that thank you very, very much for this conversation. Thank I've you. I've enjoyed it. And thank you so, so very much. Much appreciated. That was uh, Kojo Bontiamoko, founder and director of Fantastic Radio UK. My name's Simone. Thank you for listening. This is an intercultural exchange and an intercontinent experience. Fantasticradio.co.uk, home of possibilities.